You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. We said there would be premieres this summer, debuts this summer, new music this summer, everybody getting excited about hardcore this summer. Here we go. This is a track from the band Standstill. Name of the song is There's No Autumn Here, and it's off an EP called A Practice in Patience, courtesy of Days slash New Morality Zine. It's a split release. They've each got vinyl variants, and I believe pre-orders come out today. Check it out. It's Standstill with There's No Autumn Here. Picture yourself in a living room 
your pipe and slippers set out for you. I know you think that it ain't too far, but I, I hear a call of a lifetime ring, felt the need to get up for it. Hey, welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I am Tom. And before, look at me cutting in. This is the first time I've ever done this. Love mm, it. Do it. Before we get too far in, I want we wanted to announce a show that's coming up that's very near and dear to our hearts and um, some friends of ours. Friday, July 2nd, 2021, in the year of our Lord, at the House of Blues in Boston. It's the We're Here, We're With Stu show. Um, Stu, if you guys don't know, is a bass player that was in Bane. He was in Reach the Sky for a long time. If your bands have ever toured in Boston, he was he was in charge of a lot of the venues up there at uh, the Palladium and some stuff in Boston. Wonderful, wonderful guy. He's got a wonderful family. They're doing a show for Stu. So um, he's get, there's some of his favorite bands are coming to play Boston for him. Um, so far, it's H2O, Sick of It All, and Bouncing Souls. Um, tickets are on sale. Uh, so, yeah, it's J- Friday, July 2nd. Tickets are still on sale. House of Blues in Boston. Um, it's going to sell out. Um, it's for a wonderful cause and a wonderful human being. So, get Shout on out, everybody. Uh, so, Bouncing Souls, very fun. Sick of it all. Uh, uh, an all-time favorite of uh, at least two of us and and two, yeah. two quarters, two thirds another. And uh, uh, H2O, which uh, had that giant popcorn photo that we like so much. So and no at much. this will be fun. Yeah. Oh, it'll this be is so their fucking yeah. Uh, um, everybody, everybody, go. It's a nice thing. Mm-hmm. All right. What do we got today, fellas? Well, first and foremost, we want to shout out our sponsors. And Tom, I believe it is your turn to do the Just One gimmick. I am ready. It's full surprise. You you take the wheel and drive. All right. Shut up and drive. I'm going to runforcoverrecords.com. Um, I'm buying a shirt. Um, I don't own enough white shirts because I... Mm-hmm. I'm a man of larger carriage, and sometimes I wear them once, and then I and, and invariably whatever I'm eating ends up on them, and then they become undershirts. Right, know that world. It's fucking brutal. Um, but Run for Cover is doing a pre-order on the Puffy Ink Outline logo shirt. I love the new logo. Yes. Um, I don't know what color it is on there because I'm colorblind as fuck, but it's some kind of nature color on a white T-shirt. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm everybody. I'm not going to spoil it beyond that. It could be like green. It could be orange. I have no fucking idea. But it looks nice to my blind eyes. Um, so, yeah, you can go to runforcoverrecords.com, buy yourself a nice white T-shirt. It's going to be hot out this year. Yeah, it is. And uh, No more black when, shirts, man. Like, I've done this. When you get that in the mail, Tom, you're also going to get uh, what I think is one of the coolest new promo things that has been done. The One Step Closer debut on run for cover sticker which was it's a scratch off sticker so like no lottery shit. tickets yeah you can scratch it's an it looks like rfc you take take your quarter scratch it boom one step closer so shout out to, you shout out to the boys great comes to your to house boys. and plays you 
Grady comes to the house and plays for you. Probably Ryan and Ross um, do a Zoom call, FaceTime with you, and, and serenade you. So. Teach you how to dress? Oh, maybe. Those dudes maybe. got style? They do. So uh, runforcoverrecords.com. Go get it. Get that logo shirt. It bangs. Tom, what's up next? Then we're going to Deathwish Incorporated. Uh, Deathwishinc.com. Um, a record that I don't know if we, we've definitely – I feel like we might have discussed, but I don't remember. Okay. Um, hesitation wounds, chicanery. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about this a little bit, but not enough. So it's, it's 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 if if calling it a supergroup, Pat is. Would you say that's hyperbole? No, it it, it it's just it's on the li- it's just over the line for a supergroup. All right. So hesitation wounds. If you're not familiar, um, our buddy Jeremy from Touche More singing. Um, my buddy, uh, an old friend, Steve LaCour, Scuba Steve, was in Trap Them. He's he's mm-hmm. playing Naraj Kane from Hopecon. Mm-hmm. Suicide File. Mm-hmm. Kind of an incredible guitar player. Wrote a lot of your favorite songs. And Tommy Cantwell from Gouge Away and Access. Access. Great drummer. It's a fucking all-star band. Yeah. Um, oh, the record's called all-star. Chicanery. all-star for sure. Um, it's called Chicanery. It's an LP. Um, it's kind of got some D beat to it. Not surprising to me. Um, super. It's like what you would expect from that combination of human beings, but even heavier. Yeah. Maybe yeah. some cursed in there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I think, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, they, obviously they're all busy with their own bands and lives and stuff. So they don't play much, but I think, so I think this may have kind of, been overlooked and you know in 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 light of like their their you know main bands and stuff like that but sure. you should really 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 it's fucking great it, it's uh kurt blue recorded it it sounds fucking great uh jeremy's voice is, is fucking wild on it um i can't recommend it enough hesitation moons chicanery at deathwishing.com check it out uh cool. big shout outs to our other sponsors to live a lie and close casket activities uh, everybody got busy stuff going on. The summer is rolling. The The streets are alive with the sounds of music, my friends. How are you guys doing? There's so much music. Yeah, a lot of music out here. So much music. Have either of you spent time watching much music in your years of travel? Like, yes. Have you, yeah. In, channel in, in much Canada? music? Yes, yes. Yeah. And then it became Fuse. Oh yeah, that's. Right. I feel like there's some kind of weird connection. There's a connection, you're right. Hmm. But yes, I definitely have. Like, oh hey, we're gonna play some uh, Our Lady Peace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matthew um, Good Band. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna follow it up with Bare Naked Ladies, all right? Hmm. Uh, uh, is that the one that had Mistress Julia on it? No, that few. That was Brooklyn. That was New York. Few like America. Fuse. Oh really? Okay. Well, did you ever? My, did you ever hear the funny fucking? Mr. I'm, this is not a sh- slight on her whatsoever, but so first indecision show back. We're playing uh, Super Bowl of Hardcore um, at this place called the Spirit. It was like a dance club on the West Side. They had to get a bigger venue because VOD was playing. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's the longest fucking day ever as it is. Underdogs headlining, right? VOD mm-hmm. is right before them. VOD would not play. Or I don't know if they wouldn't play, but they had planned that this woman, Mistress Julia, would come out and introduce them. Right. Okay. But she was running late. Uh-oh. So whoever played right before VOD, which might have been Madball, because like, they were like the special guest, there was like a 45-minute wait for Mistress Julia to show up and be like, 
Coming up next from Long Island, Merrick, Vision of Disorder. <laughs> and then, like, Underdog went on at, like, it, it could have been 5 o'clock in the morning for all I knew. I just remember being like, <laughs> I this is, like, one of my favorite horror bands ever, but this feels like they're playing. We, Justin goes, yo, is this fucking Underdog and the Infinite Sadness? Because it felt like a double album because it was so long. Oh. Okay, so check wow. it out. Band ever. Yeah. Great band. Uh, uh, Mistress Julia might have been feeling herself at that time and kind of thought she could make a rapper appearance you know like 2006 they call it they call that a walkthrough here's the deal i think they call that a walkthrough when people get like 10 grand for just coming to the yeah yeah yeah. she was doing she was doing a walkthrough you know what good for you mistress uh julia uh chernetsky from Uh, brooklyn age 38 uh originally from the ukraine it seems like that's right uh was on uranium i remember that then she was on metal asylum don't remember that and then she was on the music themed advice show slave to the metal, which I don't remember at all. <laughs> but, but now we know what Pat's going to do tonight on YouTube. I'm oh, be, oh, yes. well, I found a uh, five hours of Beavis and Butthead music videos only. Uh, oh, I saw that. <laughs> so it was that like a talk of the internet yesterday. I might watch that one. It's like five hours of just fucking him, people going, ah, you got no time for me. The fucking what? life bag anyone. Now without speculating too much, what do we think? Mistress Julia just sort of disappeared in 2010 from public life. What, what do we think here? Why don't you tell us what she did? I can't tell you. She's, she didn't, there's no, there's no story. No, there's just that she tweeted about Peter Steele's death and that's it. Mm. That's, I mean, that makes sense. She's a goth, gothish person from Brooklyn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. But my question is, uh, like know, what happens to folks like that? Right. Yeah, yeah. Most people don't simply disappear. I mean, you become like Tabitha Soren. Like what happened to Tabitha Soren? Tabitha she had some, is- yeah. She's had some. She's had some gigs. What about uh, you know who's my favorite in the nineties? Um, I don't remember her name. It was a oh Jesus Christ, Duff. Kennedy. Not no. Not Kennedy, Kennedy went mad fucking east. There wasn't she like mad like right wing? I think she went. Yeah, no, she went no. Fox so News Kennedy on it. Not, yes, Kennedy, Kennedy went Fox right- News. Kennedy's not right wing. She's just her show is on the Fox Channel, so everybody <laughs> thinks she is. But, <laughs> but she is explicitly not right wing. What is she like? I like what is Duff. She, yeah, what is she about? Yeah, D- Duff was cool. Uh, Kennedy is, uh, she has a pretty f- relatively open platform for libertarian views. So that's why she's welcome on the Fox channel, but she is not in lockstep with like the conservative values over there. Mm. You know who actually went quite far? And Bob has probably seen her on some stuff. Remember Karen Bryant from uh, MTV? She'd be on like the UFC post shows and stuff. She's oh, still like yeah, 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 in yeah. broadcasting, which is awesome. She was great. She had a moment. Yo, tell me about Duff. You don't remember? I'm trying to remember. She so, was short, black, short woman, short yeah. hair, black, like dark hair. It was like kind of like the like, hey, I'm a rocker. I wear like a leather bomber jacket everywhere. Yeah. She would like kick at the screen. You know, yeah, it's like, oh, come yeah. on, coming up next, we got fucking Nirvana, fucking yeah. Alice Chains, whatever, you know, like <laughs> Karen Duffy. Yeah, Karen Duffy. You remember her? Uh, I do when I just looked at a photo of her for sure. She seemed like like she was a cooler version of Sporty Spice. Yeah, like she like yeah, she laid the groundwork. Yeah. So what she's doing now She's got um, she's got a bad uh, a bad uh, disease s- syndrome, yeah. yeah some yeah, but disease. before that was working <laughs> none of us with, could say so we're like it's real bad. Yeah. yeah uh, it's bad thing. Sarco could yep. Yep, can't say sarcoitis, it. Sarcoitis and neurosarcoitis. Um, uh, was working on a New York with New York City Media on a series of emergency preparedness videos. 
That's weird. Okay. I like that she has. Hey, Bob, Bob did you see her alma mater? Uh, yep. Go Buffalo. Go Buffalo. She has a son named Lefty. Left, Lefty's a good name for a kid. It is. Hmm. Um, um, Lefty yo, Lambros. That's a good name. Everybody, th- yeah. this is this is sort of a, a thing. So this woman, she seems to be doing the best with her situation, but it seems like a very unfortunate situation for many, many years. Uh, you never know what you're going to get diagnosed with. So everybody, uh, you know, do, do your best to be kind to each other. She was in yeah. the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. Well, I'm with that. she was a voice actor, actor in that. That's pretty big. That's pretty big, yeah. Um, yo, so how um, how are you guys feeling about? I mean, you know, we we could sit on VJs. I was like, man, I have so many questions about some VJs and where they are, but I, we're we're already sunk down the Wikipedia hole. Um, what about Jesse Camp? A, a, an excellent well be- ran into him within within the last two years, and he's still the same. And oh. guess what? The whole thing on on MTV was like, hey, fella, like all being weird. That's yeah, really. not a, he doesn't put that on. No, yeah, or he's become that so much that like he's become what he always like made fun of because he talks like that in real life. He's vaguely hardcore adjacent in like eighteen different ways. I don't even want to talk about like like I've, there's oh wow it's weird it's really weird. So Jesse Camp, if you listen to this record, shout out. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah, Gucci Boochies. All right, uh, um, yo yo shit's back right like like the world is alive. It went from like zero to sixty. Yeah, yeah. How we doing? Everybody's feeling good. I'm feeling good. I think most people are feeling good. There's still some. Uh, I don't know. Some people are still feeling a little uncomfortable. I, yeah, I, I don't know if my, I wouldn't say most. Oh well, maybe. I, I, I don't, don't know. It's hard to say. I feel like it's side. a lot for people to like. People are like, I don't know if I want to step out on that ice yet. Well, it's let's been a talk torturous about, year. Hmm. Let's talk very briefly about sort yeah, of you're social, very quiet. So, social pressures and, and marketing. Go. Or, or in market forces, right? Mm. Uh, I go into places every day now where it had to change the language on the signs that says that, that instead of saying we are enforcing a mask policy, it has now changed everywhere to say we encourage you to continue wearing a mask. And this is a fascinating place to be as a business because if you choose to enforce your mask policy, people will go elsewhere. So you really can't enforce a mask policy. I'm sure some businesses are, but it will not last. And I think that that's, I, you know, not that you can say the market is always right, right? Because sometimes the market just rolls over people. But it, it's just a fascinating idea that no matter what your feelings are, there's going to be this sort of subtle submission to, to capital. And I, I just think that, like, wrong or right, I just think it's like a, a really interesting pivot that we're about to make because – nobody nobody businesses are not correcting you anymore like because they can't it's just not worth the smoke you know what i mean they could so yes trader joe uh, not trader joe's whole foods hot bar yep they say you know what if you want from the hot bar or from the cold bar even mm-hmm. need to wear a mask where do you go oh i'd pr- i always prefer a local co-op anyway although i will say that the honest weight co-op of albany new york uh <laughs> though they offer many a good prepared foods their hot bar is lacking um it is uh I, tom i'm still wearing a mask and, and the reality is, is that still i don't know if you did for the first fucking year and a half no nah, but in albany i am because i got shooters after me you know it, it's uh it's, <laughs> well it's, oh, yeah, for different uh, reasons yeah it's better to just wear a mask and you're taking care of your dad Guy yeah, incognito he, over here. He's all vaccinated. 
everybody, oh, every, everybody here is uh, chilling. Um, but it's it's just an interesting thing. And I, you know, listen, I've got a number of friends and acquaintances who are still very sensitive about this issue. Uh, and I imagine that some will be for some time to come, but I, I just wrong or right. I, I don't even really have, I don't need to have an opinion on it. I just think it's interesting that businesses are going to bend because they will see a loss in revenue if they don't. And I, I just think that's interesting. What yeah. I mean. I mean, it's happening like it yeah. or not, it's happening. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> But to answer Bob's question, yes, I've noticed everything is back, including new releases. New releases, and it's we we occasionally we have very very organic uh, topics come up, and this was certainly one of them, where uh, our our chat kind of sprung alive out of nowhere, um, <laughs> talking about some of the new records and new songs and new music that's out. And we thought, hey, we got a hardcore podcast where we could just bring this group chat to life. So let's fucking do this, boys. Uh, let's talk new music. This feels good. It's been a while. It, yeah, yeah, it feels it, really I, good. I, I, looking at this and putting together like the playlist, I was like, fuck, this is fun. Like, like it's usually like we we've gotten dribs and drabs for the last fucking fifteen months or how long it's been. Mm-hmm. You know, like really fucking you know lights in the darkness that are great, but like now it's kind of like. Yo, records are like coming out. Oh yeah, which oh, is yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, where do we want to fucking start? Let's have Patrick pick one, and we'll go from there. Uh, so we recorded an episode recently that we are bumping, so we can we can talk more about timely, mu- yeah, music of the time, yeah. And I believe on that episode, before I heard it, I w- I was big upping, and so now there will be some dissonance for people that hear that after this. Uh, about how excited I am, or I was, for the Akulu record. And I remain excited. I think that this is a fucking great record. I'm curious what you guys liked or didn't like about it. Uh, the tracks that people seem to like best on this, at least in my uh, social media, are not the ones that I like best. And Interesting. I think Unscrew My Head and Wake Up are the ones that are doing the most vocally and mm-hmm. are just dope. Uh, I get that there's some people like the guitar. There's very mild guitar heroics. And by that, I mean tasteful. Yeah. They really demonstrate that they can well play. Yep. Right. And, and, but they don't, it's not like going for the thrash show off moment. It's just every song has a reminder that they can play. And I, I understand why people connect with that. And I understand we're kind of in a, the, a, Maybe on the fringes of a thrash assault. Thrash, we're we're knee deep in thrash assaults, yeah. So, so, I get why people are into it, but I thought vocally that those two tracks did did the most, and I I like them for that reason. I really like this record a lot. Listen, when you can have a proper intro track that yep. is full length, and I'm not bored out of my fucking mind, I want to send hardcore bands that have longer than twenty two second intros i want to send them straight to fucking jail you know what i mean like I, i'm mad and i did not feel that way you know what you're it. inadvertently admitting to right tell me by by bigging up that intro tell me that you like tool oh i, I could have told you that do you really so yeah I don't, it sounds like tool 
Yo, uh, one of my friends who's a huge Tool fan, shout out Mick Anders, was like, yo, do people know how much this this owes to Tool? Do they know? And I'm like, no. And he's like, they need to, because I love Tool and I really like this. <laughs> I fuck with it. Like, the first couple Tool records are great. I, yeah. I'll, I'll, go, I'll say that to my grave, so I don't care. I think even the, the, the stuff that where they flew out into space, if you just cut it, if you just trim it down, like, Bob, f- for the podcast where you talk about tracks, that would yeah. actually be a fascinating one because it, it, the late era tool stuff, it needs the most editor ever. Correct. A- a- and but there's there's meat on the bone there. It's yeah. just got too much fat. Yep. Way too much. But uh, anyway, what do you guys think about this Akulu record? Tom, start. I think it's actually fucking fantastic. Yes. Um, honestly, I feel like the single was not a good rep uh, representative of the record. Agreed. I, I feel like I, I, the thing, the, the unscrew your head, totally fine. Like it's a good, good song, but I wasn't like blown away, but like by the rest, I, but in, in the, in, in like the, the, the full record, it totally makes sense. And it's awesome. But there are like, there are other songs that are more. A ish, I think. That would have probably made a uh, a a better first impression, but I, the album itself is fucking fantastic. Yeah, um, like you said, like it's tasteful. It's like all these players, you know, everyone can shred. They don't. They don't always have to, but you can just tell they're that good at. It. Um, vocals are cool. Vocals kind of remind me a little bit of Bedard. No, you're not wrong. Like a but a, like an unhinged Bedard, like a screaming. But I, I I think Bedard who locked himself in a, a coat closet and listened to the Iceman for for a week. Yes, and a half. yeah. And I think um, there's some melody to it that's awesome. And to listening to it, just like revisiting it today, like to get like get my thoughts about it. You know, like we always talk about, like No Warning. It's like they are No Warning is like the quintessential New York hardcore band. Mm-hmm. And, but you can't like say like this is. Mad ball. It, it, no, you, like, no, you can't no. do a one to one with it. Yeah. But I think it's the same with the cool because people are like, it sounds like best wishes. I'm like, no, it doesn't. No. But does exactly. it have best wishes taste? Of course. Mm-hmm. Does it sound mm-hmm. a little bit like fucking desperate measures of leeway? Absolutely. Does it sound like Iceman? Sure. But there's nothing like overt. And I think yeah. like it's a it's a New York Harker record through and through that doesn't that that borrows but doesn't steal. Correct. I will I will make my comparison because <clears throat> to me the record this reminds me of that but doesn't really sound like though I'm sure you could pick and pull if you wanted in the exact same spirit of what you said Tom. This record is the 2021 Iron Age Constant Struggle. They're pulling they're using a New York hardcore template but pulling a lot from Metal World. Yep. And it's like, yo, does Iron Age Constant Struggle have Chromag stuff in there? Sure. Hell yes, all yeah. over it, and some breakdown and and metal stuff. But they pulled in stuff from thrash metal. Like they showed, hey, not only were you into New York hardcore, but we're into this other stuff. And we're pulling it in. Akulu did that in their own way, and it's awesome. I really, I think low key the production on the record is very cool. They didn't overdo it. It doesn't feel too throwback. It also doesn't feel too clean. I think they understood that. I think uh, Chris is the singer. I think if his vocals had been cleaner, this record would have lost a lot of personality. 
Um, and it's, his vocals are just gnarly enough that I'm like, oh, this is really good. I, I'm, I'm very happy about it. Um, there's a three-song three block from Half Alive, Pick Your Fight, and Who's in Control that I'm like, damn. Like, that's a rock block to me. Um, so, yeah, no, this, I think, start to finish, this is, this is an album that is like, like just it's, it's setting a watermark, uh, like a high bar for great records this year. And uh, I'm I'm very excited to see how many people are excited about it. It's it's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. It's like what I was saying. It's like to me, and this is they're not the same. But like, you remember how like Mind Force came out with those bangers, and you're like, well, now they got to write a record. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were some people that weren't totally believers on this podcast, but there were two of us <laughs> that both lived at the Jersey Shore at the same time that yeah. were definite believers, and we That's called true. that if they were going to kill it. Yep. Um, I we think, converted. We converted them. Yeah, but I think this is akin to that. It's like it's cool. You can write three songs. Let's see an album, and then they came up with this album. And you're like, oh shit. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so you you did do that. Yep. And then I think people like a ton of people are stoked on it. Um, yeah. I mean, and <laughs> someone asked me, and I put this in the chat. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was like, is, was this what it was like when the Age of Coral came out? And I was like, how fucking old do you think I am? <laughs> I was ten. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining so, maybe, and hopefully, in fucking thirty five years, we'll still be talking about this record because it's, it's great. Yeah, and I'm psyched to see what they do. You know, and they uh, got they got a bunch of shows coming up. Um, they got the fiddlehead shows, the fiddlehead shows. I think there might be some other stuff that may or may not be out in the water yet. But They're doing a record release show in Brooklyn at some time, at some mm-hmm. place, at some time this in the next three four months. Right. I, I am very excited. I think the record sold out in a day-ish, maybe not even full 24 hours. Probably quicker hours. than that. It was, yeah, yeah. it was pretty wild to see. Because <laughs> the, the, the band like Twitter was like, we probably should have made more of those. Because, <laughs> I mean, they sold, you know, it was like, I forget how many between. I think it was 500. I don't know if they did. Did they do more than 500? I, I don't know. 500. If Triple B had its own variant. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, at the, yeah, I mean, uh, it was maybe like five. Yeah. But like by the next, like early next day, they were gone. Yeah. Yep. So the, the limited out. one, uh, a, a buddy, Nick was up late for him. 11 yeah. o'clock in Chicago time, which is, you know, four o'clock for the rest of us. He, um, <laughs> he was all psyched to buy like whatever limited version. Limited it was. Version. Right, right. It was right. gone by 12 o'clock. Oh yeah. 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 I think it was one of those eight seconds and it's gone. Like, yeah. Like I literally, like, he was signed in and by the time he got in, it was gone. So yeah. big yeah. up to them. New York hardcore. We need it. Yo, shout out. Shout out to Kulu. Um winning winning all around. Who who is the band this band should tour with? I mean, they should immediately do something with Dead Heat. They should it, like yep. it, in my Enforced. View, are you talking Enforced. about like, mm-hmm. who who should they support, are you asking, or who should they just what who should they go out? Should they go I mean, out like like a Kulu mind force is fun. Like I'm trying to think Kulu of regulate. Yeah, Kulu regulate. Um, yeah, there's just I'm, I'm just saying, like for fun's sake, you know what? I want to see how this band plays to a Turnstile crowd because oh, we sure. know Turnstile brings in a lot of different people. But I think the the songs, just the tracks, who has got tracks, and I think, and the same vibes on some of the Turnstile stuff. There's there's certainly there's some like, leeway there for sure, and it, it it's it's different enough, but it makes me wonder if. It's not going to be a one-to-one conversion rate. Like the, no. the there's going to be people who are going to see Turnstile who are going to be like, nah, on this Akulu thing. That but there's, yeah. but there's, yeah, this guy's yelling. 
but there's going to be converted converters uh, tr- uh, conversions to the uh, Church of Akulu, and I am I'm here for it. So, all right, um, that was Akulu. Unscrew my head. What a cool record! Love the record title. Love the record art. Love it. Yes. Didn't um, love the single art, if we're being honest. Yeah, you I, know, I like the single. Art. A lot of people did. It just, I mean, I'm, I, I'm set in my ways. I love the, I love the LPR. The the single art's fine to me, but the LPR uh, sh- destroys. Um, Patrick, you said a cool. Tom, what's the next new record you want to talk about? Um, let's see. Let's talk. All right, here's something that I want your you. I listened to it. I found it interesting, but I don't know what the fuck to make of it because mm-hmm. it's so not my lane. Let's talk Candy Apple. Okay. Ooh, okay. It's cool. Yeah. I have no idea what this is meant to be. I, I mean, I know it's like fucking punk, but listening yeah. to it, this – I don't know if you guys ever did this. Maybe I'm a fucking weird kid. But you ever like put a record on the record player and like turn the sound down and all you hear is like the sound coming off the ridges on the record? Yes. That's yeah. what this recording sounds like to me. Yeah, that's a fun. That's like a the vocals, evolution. especially, that it sounds like you can hear it, but it's not amplified. It's literally what's coming out of the grooves on the record. Yeah, super dusty, noisy vibe. Um, so this is kind of the energy. And I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, what? And I, the reason I'm psyched you listen to it because I think underneath that stuff, I hear a fast hardcore punk band with stompy mosh parts. And some cool guitar stuff going on that's like, this is clearly pulling on some of the strings of classic 80s Midwest hardcore, some of the 90s noisier hardcore. I was, I was, I was actually looking up Herba bands to see which one this reminded me of. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it could, it could be, it's not, it's not totally into Nine Shocks. Nine Shocks Terror got more more like rock and guitar yeah. stuff going on more like yeah, like mid air poison idea it, so you're exactly right nine shocks terror was my thought because the vocals have that similarly like 100 like, it, it, it kind of like unhinged unprofessional just like but but on it yes and so i i thought maybe nine shocks but you're absolutely right nine shocks is like basically a bar band by comparison yeah well well so this just goes for more straightforward, and and I will sing the praises of uh, of paying homage for a long time. And I, I really, if somebody who's listening to this podcast hasn't heard that record, at least listen to the first four songs. It's it's so good. Um, but no, uh, the Candy Apple LP, I think, reminds me. It's it's kind of like capturing a lot of what the Denver scene has going on: fast hardcore, clearly punk. A little bit of like noisiness to it. A little bit of like, yeah, we want that kind of buzzy, artsy. A little, some, some that way, and some, some more just like meat and potatoes, which is a funny analog to a place like Denver, <laughs> where it's like you know we have people doing this like artsy thematic thing, and then there's people who are like, just, just nope, just, just a plain hamburger, please. No, no ketchup, nothing fancy. Um, so I uh, I'm I'm all in on it. I think this is one of my favorite records from that that scene, that world. And I don't want to say scene because I'm not I'm not sure that they're floating the same. But that city um, since the civil civilized LP, which I, I big upped a lot a couple of years back, um, 
City Hunter out there, right? City Hunter, exactly. So, so like, shout out. I don't know if this is some of the same players. I'm relatively unfamiliar with who's the who's who of this band, but uh, Convulse Records put it out. That label keeps putting out really fucking cool stuff. So, I hope everyone gets a chance to go check that out, support it. This record's like awesome. For for if you're unsure of this record, it kind of tries to separate its audience from the first note. So, if you hear that first song and you say this isn't for me i urge you to check out the song joyride which actually just sounds like a broken pop song uh it is there's hints of this elsewhere on the record but if i had to make a prediction on what direction this band goes i think we're going to see a few more joyrides on the next record it's it's a very pleasant song with every part of it recorded in an unpleasant way so it's funny you isolated that song that's the song i would tell people to check out too that yeah that song's awesome um yeah like i think sometimes tom you're actually super good about this uh you you're you give stuff a chance even if the production or like there's an initial like well what's that it like hits your ear sideways because it can hit my ear sideways too but this record reminds me a bit of the Drowse LP that came out last year where it's got noisy, buzz-soft, fuzzed-out production layered on top of what otherwise would be just straightforward, like, ripping like hardcore. hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, <clears throat> like coming out of, like, Pittsburgh with, like, a dust on it. Yeah, exactly. Yo, that's exactly right. And, like, I think it's... Um, I love the personality on this record and it's just one of those cool things. Like I'm pretty sure. And to shout out something else that's happening, Convulse records is doing a big festival in Denver in the fall. Um, Denver in the fall, beautiful part of the country. Yeah. 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 And um, man, let me see if I can find some info on this, but um, military guns on it. Military guns on it. It's October 9th, October 8th and 9th, I believe. So, um, a bunch of the bands who are on Convulse are playing. Uh, I think that's, I think it's just cool. Like, it's just amazing to see what a label like that has been doing in a place like Denver. Uh, sign me up. I got a Convulse t-shirt. I think I got a Convulse tote bag somewhere. But I think this record just like rips. And it's, it's, I think it's been on a lot of people's radar because it hit and people were curious about it. Like, oh, what, what's this about? And it's interesting how records spread these days. And we've talked about it a little bit. So the record's called Sweet Dreams of Violence. All of a sudden, there's a day where you're seeing a record in people's Instagram stories. You know what I mean? Or you're seeing people pre-order it. Or you're seeing it like fly off the shelves, so to say. And uh, I think this record kind of caught that energy and caught some ears that they maybe wouldn't have caught before. So I, I, I'm psyched that it did. And I hope more people, uh, just, just straight up, like follow convulse records and what they're doing. That's great shit. Hell yeah. All right, Bob, I think, Bob, what do you got? Let me just go full big. Um, turnstile, the one song they put out, I think it's called memory mystery mystery. Holy shit. Yo, um, guys remember the america's hardcore comp we did a whole listening party on it and it yep. had a super standout trapped under ice song that is called oh, Knox. Knox. Knox, yeah. like our like our boy from like virginia boy. um and how that energy was like holy shit it can this be a whole can we get a whole tui record of this holy shit oh it's so fucking where it had some of the classic trapped under ice spirit 
but then also pulling in some new stuff in the instrumentation and what they were doing and some of the rhythms. It was like, yo, it feels like a cowbell. Yeah. Like it's like, yo, uh, Coke classic, but now here's some cherry spritzer in there. Like, it's like, Oh, bang, this is cool. Um, that's what mystery feels like to me is this is, this is peak turnstile, like undeniably a turnstile song has all the elements from turnstile that if you liked time and space you should love this if you love time and space you'll be like holy shit this is just that i was super blown away at how just like this is a fastball like it's it's bottom of the ninth the reliever comes in first pitcher first batter's up and you're like what's he gonna do and it's it's like nah, fuck you. Boom, ninety five miles per hour, straight over the plate. Batters looking. That's what it is. It's just like high heat. Like yo, we're just we're just going right at it. Fast. Didn't have to. Didn't have to. Could throw a curveball. And and they have turned thrown curveballs to us since time and space. If you guys remember, they've done some remix tracks, some other yeah. shit like that, which is cool. To be f- full honest. None of that has stayed in rotation for me. That's all been stuff where I listen to. I was like, well, that's neat. But like, if I'm going to listen to Turnstile, I'm going to listen to one of the two albums. But then they drop this song and I'm like, holy shit. Like, if this is what the whole record sounds like, I'm psyched. Where are you guys at? Uh, this is another example of when you're an, a song that does the most, and I mean that in a positive way, vocally, uh, really pays off. It, it is... <laughs> It is not a pop song. It is uh, not, in my but view, it it, yeah, maybe it's not. But to me, it's not a pop song. It's not a proper hardcore song. And it's, in, it, I know that maybe. Well, you guys tell me real quick. Uh, time and space, post hardcore record or hardcore record? Hardcore, hardcore record. Okay. Uh, this is one step beyond that, in my view. You think? Uh, See, I don't hear that. Yeah, I don't. I would not race to call this a hardcore song. I feel like it's not that far field. This could have been slid into time and space, no question. Yeah, it's fucking dumb catchy. It's incredibly catchy, no doubt. And his, I mean, his vocal performance is is the best he's done so far. So yeah, it's it's just clever. It's cool. I I and I think that's why I'm not calling it a pop song. Like I think you might be saying it's too. Too good for hardcore. Right. Like it's like, because I know I, I'm picking up with some of what I think you're putting down, which is the song structure and some of the flow. Some of the vocal tricks that he does and plays with are well beyond what we would consider standard for hardcore. Oh, very far beyond that. But I, I'm saying even. All right. So post hardcore is really broad. So I guess maybe you could file this under there. If like we always say, if, uh, into another is post hardcore than virtually anything is right. But the, the, uh, this is just the way that I would describe this. Imagine if you felt totally unbound by the rules of the genre of music that you're playing. 100%. And vocally you felt like I'm gonna go for it. (laughs) And then you do. Yo, here's the thing. I think he nails it, but I think there's a restraint in knowing for like the thing that I don't think people are giving turnstile credit for 
is knowing that they can not just bend every rule, but break them, including vocally, but having the restraint to go, okay, cool, let's do some of that and see what we can do, but with respect to doing something that feels like it at least honors where we're coming from and what we've done with this this project since. Like, and to not say that, I, I wouldn't say they feel limited or, or trapped by that, but like, Based on this, I think Brendan can do more. Like, I think he could have gone, like you're saying, like, out of bounds. Like, he could have gone way beyond this. Yo, he didn't have to stream at all. No. I have sucked off these dudes so much on this fucking podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. But I'm going to continue. <laughs> I probably should come up with a different way to say that, but sure. I have. Sorry, he's a hose monster. It's all good. I haven't given the manual relief so many times. I've been very complimentary to this band over the three years of this podcast. How's that? Because blew every member in their mom's backyard. Y- yes. We're doing we're doing Patrick's in the middle. Tom, you're giving the nice version, and I'm giving a slightly worse version. Patty, so, worst possible timeline over yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. So here's the thing. I just want to hammer this idea again. Bone it in the asshole again. There you go. Oh, Jesus Christ, fellas. <laughs> I I need everybody who and everybody, we have a lot of musician listeners, and they will immediately understand what I mean. Whereas perhaps maybe some people who don't play music that just really enjoy music won't understand just how where do you fit in there? Insane this. <laughs> it's a good question. Just out of curiosity, you don't really like music and you're not a musician. So what are you? Imagine, imagine for a second <laughs> that a group of uh, one band. Let's call. It, let's just say Trapped Under Ice. No, can radiate forward so much fucking creativity is crazy. It's, I, I really think that the Baltimore dudes, it's a blessed circumstance that people with this much vision should all be in the same place at the same time. And to people who think I'm overstating it because we're basically talking about hardcore and post hardcore bands now, fuck off. That ain't easy. It's to make that easy. shit good is not easy. I mean, it's really cool. easy to suck at it. Yes, thank 100%. you, Tom. It, 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 exactly. Like but you want- can like retro if you. It's like reverse engineering it, right? If you like at the time you're like, oh, this trapped under ice band is fucking fantastic, right? But like you don't really kind of you just hear it and you're like, I love this. I don't know, you know. It's just there. It's this incredible band. But then when you go and like break up all the sum of its parts, or break up its parts, and you go. This is why they were so good at hardcore because look what the fuck they're doing now. You have multiple in within TUI, but also just that sphere, right? Because yep. uh, it, uh, it will include Defang and like we'll just yes. that yeah, sphere. Yeah. You're talking about people with vision, and and if you don't know the difference, everybody, you might have a favorite local hardcore band. Maybe you think that they deserve to go further. Maybe they've gone really far. It doesn't matter. Just think about, do they have vision? And the answer, if you're being honest, is almost certainly not. Yeah, just just be a little mindful. That's it. Just be mindful. Crazy. Uh, I, I'm just fucking, I'm just impressed with these people always. Patrick, you, you also, uh, just as a tag to, for a, a thought larger and a thought experiment for this, is that I believe the drumming on this track is what really marries it to hardcore. Okay. Because I think a lot of times post-hardcore drumming 
does a lot of different things. It doesn't mean it can't go fast. It doesn't mean it can't do hardcore stuff, but it just doesn't bang like it does here. And it doesn't drive it forward no, like it does fair. here. And like even on stuff like, you know, Quicksand clearly has some blazer tracks, lots of hardcore in those bones. There's some people who would call Quicksand hardcore at this point, but I think this is squarely hardcore. And I have no idea. I, I, I have to imagine there's a turnstile LP coming, and uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I, yeah, I think this is incredible. I can't wait for this record. Can I just can I just make a, a, a slight aside? Sure. Pat, you'll definitely get this. And I, Bob, you might. I don't know if you're a totally we were totally a bridge nine guy. Mm. Um, today is the first um, on Twitter. I just saw Keith Olbermann talking about Cassandra from the Bridge Nine board. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'd never noticed that before. Yeah. Right, and referred to her as noted right wing nut job. <laughs> Keith Olbermann <laughs> talking about the girl from the Bridge Nine board. Tom, should, all, should we have our old friend Cassandra from the Bridge Nine board on? Axel grind? Is that what you're asking? Or definitely not. That's noted, as far right as I go. Noted, <laughs> noted, <laughs> noted right wing nutjob. Um, interesting. Uh, this is not in. This is not in her defense, uh, nor is it attacking her. I just found it a fascinating thing. Uh, she rose to sort of semi regional or public consciousness as a uh, anti. Uh, I think she was from. She was living in the Fullerton area, and there was a police brutality situation oh, there, and she was right. at the forefront of that. And then, very loud advocate for uh, Bernie Sanders, and people second guess. I don't keep up on her stuff in the media that much, but I see people second guess her motives a lot. Like, is she a grifter? That's the allegation against everybody in twenty sixteen through twenty twenty one. And I, I don't know her soul, but I, uh, I'll just say that there is a certain. Uh, voter uh, that wants an outsider candidate at all costs. And a lot of people have been led into weird places <laughs> following that, uh, that rationale. Uh, so uh, this means nothing to our listeners who are from uh, scenes outside of that bridge nine board scene. And also maybe l- some of our younger listeners, uh, but everybody, the bridge nine board, you sure you heard of it there was a number of personalities on there that have since gone on to really diverse futures. <laughs> so she's among them. Uh, I guess you'd say continued success, uh, but uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> Tom on the top 50. Actually, I'm going to ask you both this. Let's let Patrick answer first, but Tom, get your answer solid too. If there was a top 50 bridge nine board posters, list would patrick be on it patrick answer first i'm gonna say i just outside the 50 tom oh no definitely 50 i think okay. he's in there i think i, I mean think, he like there were waves after like he yeah. was gone and people were still talking about him and all there was a lot of people wondering where you went that whole thing remember so yeah, yeah. i would say i would say um no higher 
than mid thirty. Yeah, no higher than thirty, but you'd be in the top fifty. Still nothing to be ashamed of. Well, I think probably. You're like the. I mean, it's probably is something to be ashamed of. Actually, that's a lot of that's a lot of time spent arguing with people about like bullshit on a fucking screen when your friends are outside playing uh, two hand touch football or whatever. You know. Uh, Did you ever? So wasn't Adam Twenty Two a yeah Bridge Nine guy? Do you ever fight with them on the internet? No, allies. They were allies in the internet wars. No, Um. the people that I argued with uh, are all well liked by mutual friends. So maybe they're all good people. Um, I I couldn't say. I don't hold that beef. Do you hold those beefs? Internet stuff? No, nobody. I have at this juncture in my life. I'm like by some people's standards, an old man. I've got like literally a half a beef left in my entire life. Like one half a beef. I hope to confront that person and get that beef off the docket. And then I got no beefs. All right. Positive fat. Who's next? Oh, I, I had something there. Yeah, let's do it. Um, no, sorry. About it me. is, it is you, t- Patrick. What the hell was it? Well, uh, j- just, Oh, um, baby. It's you. What happened? Patrick, keep the new music flowing. I'll, I'll try to figure out what the hell I was going to tell you, but it, okay. it's, it's probably um, inane. Let's go. Let's go in a crazy direction. I'm going to go to that wrist meets razor record. Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what the name of the shit is. Replica of a strange love. Holy fucking god! Okay, let me let me talk about it first. Yes, okay. I'm curious to see your take. Okay, what's well, the song that I? So I listened to a bunch of it loosely. You like love's labor's lost, which is the no. Marilyn Manson goth rock song. No, 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 uh, sycophant. Third oh, song okay. of the record. Horde. Yeah. Um, this, like, so I want to ask you guys, as like a, a metalcore OG certified and like a, um, I don't know, whatever Patrick is, uh, why wouldn't anyone who celebrates the early Trustkill and Ferret catalog, why wouldn't they be into this record? There's no way they can't be. This band is going for something so specific. Yes. So specific. And they nail it. You can hate it. You can love it. But this is as perfect a fucking genre exercise. A genre time and place exercise. Down to the album art. As I've heard. I mean, if you like Ferret Records and Trusco Records between like 2000. Aside from like the weirdos like fucking like terror and like most precious blood. This like if you like, this has some unearth in the mosh parts. Has a lot of like the bled. If yeah, you like okay. the bled, um, a lot of kill switch. It's it's so ferret trust kill. Maybe try no, not even tribunal. This maybe is so for what it is. I actually quite quite enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. Um, but it's so perfectly. It set its sights at something, and it fucking hit it hit a bullseye. That might not be for you, but it's as well done at doing that as anything I've heard in a long time. I have a counterpoint. Yes. I agree with everything Tom said, except this falls outside of the sweet spot of metalcore for me. This right. is This is, as Tom said, this is perfectly in that the bled yes everything in that space like moving just the years past what i was interested in 
You understand? So, uh, this is very good at what it does. What it does is what basically alienated me from <laughs> from metalcore music. So, uh, I'm not mad at it, and I actually had an admiration for just how hard it goes, right? Because, like, there's no way around it. This shit is twizzy as hell, right? Like, that's fair. Like, they don't they don't run from like, like whenever you're doing those vocals where you're like, I can, you know, like which, it, which is, is fucking, um, uh, uh, from on to ashes. It's, it's, which was on ferret. It's, yeah. mm-hmm. it, it's, it's all, but it's also post corn, obviously. Right. Like it's like people that oh, were like yeah. unafraid to, to in, integrate that stuff into their, into their music. So it's like for, Okay. Now, Bob, I'm going to ask you if this uh, is an accurate description in your view. It is um, metalcore that never quite touches sassy, touches the very tip of chaotic, Mm -hmm. and is unabashedly twizzy, what we call twizzy, but whatever word you want to use for that. No, I I mean, I I think think this is new. And yeah, you, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't hear that. So here, here's what I got. So you said, um, doesn't get to sassy, right? No, it never touches sassy. So, doesn't touch fa- sassy. Facts. Touches the tip of chaotic. Just the tip. Like, hints, <laughs> hints at the tip. Like, because like, it's in a post-converged world and yeah. everybody's got to have yeah, some converge yeah. in their DNA. It gleams the chaotic cube. Just, just touches it. <laughs> Twizzy? So when I hear Twizzy, I think we should say solidly post new. You know what yes. I mean? Like this is what the genre is, right? Is post new metalcore. Yeah, right? that's fair. Like that's what we should be calling a lot of stuff because it's like it's metalcore that takes from the world of metalcore at large, but also exists in a hey, not only did I grow up aware of Slipknot and was into it, but like then became aware of the other new metal things before I got into metalcore. So that's in my DNA. So it's yeah. post new metalcore. Twizzy, sometimes we'll throw that out there and mean like, like I'll sometimes picture juggalo type things. And I don't think it gets there, but, but in the way you're saying it, which is a little more respectfully, yeah, it gets a little, it gets a little twizzy. Uh, let me put it like this respectfully twizzy. Yeah, look, I'm not shitting on him. I'm just saying. There's certain shit that, like, for wrong or right, wrong or right, I don't. It, it doesn't really matter. People can judge my opinion on this. If I slapshot is technically embarrassing music, in the way that 99% of hardcore is. But if I have my windows down and I'm rolling up to the gym and I'm blasting slapshot, assuming it's not the fucking like Gilligan's Island part or whatever, like it's not like, like there's no chanting going on, like. I'm not, I wouldn't turn it down. I might turn it down if I was listening to Wrist Meets Razor, Razor and it's the part where it's like, no, I can't, no, I, like, I, I might go, yeah, it's, a, yeah, you know what I mean? The, 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 the boys might make fun of me because at the gym, I go to the YMCA yes. and it's just a bunch, <laughs> it's just a bunch of super built 19 year old dudes who yes. like won't let me get to the machines that I need because they're putting up real weight. So like, the, the boys might make fun of me. You know what I mean? They, I feel like I they might be more into wrist meets, ra- meets meet razor than slap shot. Uh, that's possible. Yeah. This I mean, these dudes, these dudes look like they're into, 
uh, smooth by Santana, uh, played lightly while they're making out with like good looking women. That's what they look like they're into. I don't think, I don't think wrist meets razor razor or uh, slap shot is really in their purview. So Patrick, but, let me, let me paint a picture for you. You're, uh, you're at the Stewart's, you're grabbing gas, maybe getting a little non-dairy ice cream. Uh, the one on Delaware Avenue in Del Mar. Okay, F- yeah. Familiar? Yeah. And you're listening to Wrist Meets Razor, pretty loud, bumping it in the car. And you see a high school, uh, let's say female friend from high school. Okay. Probably has two kids in the minivan with her. Pulls up next to you. You see, you make the eye contact, the recognition. She starts rolling down her passenger window to lean, or no, her driver's side window to talk to you. And she just hears, I, yeah, yeah. That's one part. There's a lot of good mosh when you say Listen, there's a, lot, there's a lot of twizzy parts in this. I, I, Man, you, I hope you play Louisville and they beat the shit out of you. But listen, they know what they're doing. They know what a twizzy part is. They're, also, they're not- my only, my, here's my one problem. I will forever call them wrist meets razor. Oh, is that not what it is? What am I? No, saying? it's wrist meat razor. Yeah. Oh Jesus, I'm sorry. And I will say it wrong. Wrist meat razor, right? Okay. Yeah, forever. And it's one word, so it's like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm bound to. Hopefully, we'll never play together because I'm gonna say it wrong, and then I'm gonna be the idiot, old man idiot that doesn't know the opening, like the it. other band's names. Check it out in my notes. I've got it written wrong, and I'm sure I've said it wrong three times on this. We podcast. both, we all have, yeah, but it's oh, wrist yeah. meat razor. razor. Okay, no, no, you're no, turning no, it down at Stewart's. Uh. Or are you keeping it? You're you leaving it same volume to talk to Heather from from high school. You know what? T- Tom just made me feel bad, like I'm shitting on the dude. So I'm gonna go in the other way. I'm I'm turning it up. Turn it up and it. being like, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. My tunes. Yeah, exactly. Fuck it. Shout out to Wrist Meat Razor, uh, which, by the way, no disrespect. I honestly thought there was an S in there. Yo, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, because I, 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 it rolls off the tongue. That makes more sense. Like, yeah. and and. and English, I guess. Can we talk about the album art, please? Go in. Go in, homie. It's a perfect simulacra of Ferret Records. So here's my question. Is it, are these folks going to hit that, like, this feels too on, like, is this too on the nose of what they're trying to do? Or is it like, nah, like, we're not, we're, this world isn't concerned with this. This is just cool. I don't know. I thought about that. I don't know because we gave Akulu all the props for being a uh, like everything and nothing at the same everything time. Everything and nothing. This I will oh, say that this, oh, interesting I, comp. Yeah, all right. I, I will say this brings in enough varied elements of that era that I don't think it is a. It's not like this doesn't sound like from autumn to ashes, and this doesn't sound like. I don't know. Fucking number twelve looks like you. It, it doesn't. It's not a one to one on anything. It's not. So we let's give it that credit. It and, and it, but it shoots for a very narrow era. <laughs> so, yeah, it's more era than band. Like when we talk eco strike, it's like you obviously love strife. Yeah, it's not a nineties band. It's a strife. Yeah, project. This is more like a. Three years in the Northeast <laughs> Yo, that's on a two good, labels. That's a good name for a record, right? Three years in the Northeast. Damn. <laughs> That'll be patent my uh, metalcore project. Yo, that's that's the one. Fuck. All right. So uh, project for the, the people out there, write, write the four-song EP for uh, three years in the Northeast. Lots oh, of Oh, that looks cool. Three I-T-N-Y. Three, oh, three Y 
I N T Y. Yeah, or no, I N T E. Three Y I N T. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. Oh, quick aside, fellas, are you aware that there is a uh, uh, the, to our listeners? Um, depending on what day this goes up, I'm sorry, you guys all might fall outside of this. There is a deal. The day that this goes up, there there is a deal that will go until that day. So if you listen to it on the 22nd, Please, uh, this is an opportunity. The Amtrak is offering their rail pass. Ooh, uh, which is 299 bucks. 299 bucks. 10, ten segments. Y- yeah, you get 10 segments. So, Pat, as you're a, an avid train rider, mm-hmm. what's a segment? So, like, would here to Chicago be a segment? Like, if you don't get off the train, is that cons- considered a segment? No, there's 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 breaks or transfer. There's 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 breaks in it that tells you it's like it's like um, zones on a bus in New York. You know, like it's like got it, got it. So, yeah. it well, sort of, sort of. Yeah. So. You could go straight from Chicago all the way to the West Coast, and I think that's a single segment because you like if you don't transfer, yeah, you never mm. get off the train. So, uh, however, however, every and time it's you also get off the it's train, also limited. By the way, it's you got to use it over thirty days. No, uh, yes, you got to use it over thirty days. However, to our listeners, sorry, I'm, I don't work for Amtrak. If you don't have to use it for 120 days, that's right. So, so if you buy it today, you've got half a year to use it or not but the 30-day thing 10 segments is really fun because what i'm considering doing is taking the southernmost route back to uh los angeles and stopping because the train only runs three times a week stopping in del rio going over the border into mexico and just hanging out in mexico for two days three days and i could technically do that in three border towns if on this trip if i chose to uh, which would be really fun, except the train only runs every, like I said, it only goes through three three times a week, which might be a problem. Anyway, um, everybody, if you have never ridden a train, they are both at the same time miserable and one of the most pleasant travel experiences you could have. Uh, if you have the constitution for it, I suggest yep. you look into this deal because for perspective, my trip across the United States would like if I bought it today for next week would be in the $300 range. So why not buy this pass, which means that I could just go up the coast to Reno. I could go down to San Diego once I'm in LA, whatever it is. So just a thing for our travel oriented listeners. Also uh, grounded. uh, I'll find it, but there's a, a couple. I find this very fun and funny. There is a middle-aged couple who run a, uh, a YouTube where they answer questions about traveling via ground, mm. uh, as such as Amtrak. And they are, if you just wanted to see a couple that is perfectly suited for each other in every p- possible way, it's that. And I feel like you gotta be, if you're going to travel together like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they go across the United States basically full time as a retiree thing. It looks like. You know what I mean? So That's a fun way. Love it. Yeah. So uh everybody I'll find that name. But, Patrick. but uh Am- Amtrak, uh I'll be doing it. Yeah, you know, it's it's actually a super deal. deal. I'm thinking about it right now. Patrick, we, we know Road trip. Yes, yeah, train trip. Um you you are uh infatuated and in, engaged with a uh in, in a relationship with a wonderful person who lives in Australia. Yes. Um we all know your apprehension to fly and that, you know, we know you'll have to bite the bullet and do it. You're but, with the John Madden of podcasting. I am. But 
uh, Tony Kornheiser. A concerned listener did send over an option for you to leave from New York and take a 34-night cruise to Sydney, Australia. Now, you'll still have to make your way over to Perth, but um, it's only $6,000. I mean, that's how Travis Barker, when they would blink on Blink-182... You, have you guys heard this story? No. Yes. So, like, when they would play, like, you know, I forget what the big festivals in in, in Australia. I forget what they were called. Big Day Out, maybe. Uh-huh. So, like, when Blink would do it, so after he had that terrible plane crash, yeah. he refused to take plane and fly fly anywhere. So he would take a you know like a regular tour bus, you know, like a fucking you know Blink's out on tour tour bus. He'd get driven from California to New York. He'd get on like I guess what is it, the Queen Elizabeth, yeah, Queen yeah, Mary, yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck, whatever the big fucking, Some queen. and literally take that to either Europe or to Australia, and like rented a room as like his like drum practice space. He was not apparently people were not totally <laughs> fond of him on yeah, the uh, on the cruise, but yeah, he would. That's how he would get to these. You know, oh, we're headlining. You know, Reading and Leeds. I need a fucking three-week head start because I got to take a boat there. <laughs> I'm on That's his side. If I could afford it, I'd do it. I well, mean, he can afford it, so fuck it. Well, keep grinding. Keep grinding. That MGK money, man. Yeah. Drug church. We got we to gotta make it work. All right. We got, we got any other new music we want to touch on today, guys? Or We have a few, actually. Let's yeah. do it. Let's rock. Um, we have a couple of songs that I'd like to touch on, mm. a cu- an EP, two EPs that I'd like to touch on, a record that you guys probably want to touch on. Yes. Um, we got a bunch. All right. So maybe we'll speed up a little bit. Yeah. Go off, King. All right. Am I next? You're next. Do it. Here's a record that I feel like um, it's, it's out on Triple B. It's incredible. Before I go into it, Slow Fire Pistol, Rabbit Town Blues. Yes. Mm. This record rules. Okay, this, tell me if I'm wrong, Tom, this is like proper screamo to me. Yes, How, yes. however, no scrams. Yes, thank you. Okay, so that's what I, I, I think they would be, in. I think a member of that band is listening and going, thank you, right now. Well, like legit screamo, like what you think of when you're like, when you're our age and you think of screamo. That, okay, that, you think that, of fucking, that's, a good, that's a good way to put yeah. this, because I th- my note on this was Gainesville Screamo, not New Brunswick Scre- Screamo. Does, yeah, it's not Orchid. Does that sound right? Hmm. I can see that. It's a little bit more melodic. It's not the stuff that like. It's not. It's not Jeremy. It's not Seisha. Yes. Right. Yeah, right. No, it's it's not, not. It's not. It doesn't have the spastic nature. There still are those like. Parts aggressive, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like aggressive, screamy parts, you know, that hit screamo, but, but it's super tuneful. Yes, yeah, which yeah, screamo it, cannot tend not to be. Ju- uh, the, the so let's say that space just post what was called emo core at the time. You know what I mean? Like just post that. Does that sound accurate? Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think that's on. I think this record fucking rules, and I think it needs a little bit more attention than it. It it definitely got some, but like I think this, and hopefully, you know, if. These, you know, these folks are able to tour and stuff. I got to see them play with them a couple of times. They're fucking fantastic. Um, shout out to Hank and the crew. Um, yeah, shout out. X Foundation. Yeah, shout out to all those those dudes. Wonderful bunch of dudes. Really cool. So um, I really love this record. I, you know, I feel like this is in Pat's wheelhouse. I wonder, Bob, what do you Oh, what I do like you it a lot. I actually have been kind of like a, a slow fire pistol head for a minute. 
Um, though I bet it'd be interesting to talk about their influences and I'd be like, okay, yeah, I like that one. Nope, 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 nope. Right, I right, like right. that one, but this one, nope. Uh, that song, that band has like two songs that I think are good, but they were really bad when I saw them. Well, that kind of thing. Um, yes. I think they bring a lot of energy and interesting uh, musicality to this world. And also, you can tell listening to this record that it was really well thought out. Like there was a lot of like, hey, what's this record going to be about? And uh, yeah, I'm into it. I, I think it's really cool. I'm actually psyched on it as a Triple B release because I think it's it's a little different. Like, yo, Triple B is the hardcore label. You know what I mean? Like they've just been killing it for the last decade. That said, this falls sort of out of his wheelhouse in, in just yeah. son- sonic wise, even though his wheelhouse is broad as hell. So it's kind of cool to see that. And um, yeah. Who I'm do you sorry. see? Who, who does this? All right. When we talked about who do you see bands going out with? Mm-hmm. Who do you see this working with? Is this a touche oh. thing? Is this a. The touche is an thing? easy fit. Out. Easy fit. Um, but I think this could go out with a lot of bands. I mean. It could go out with like a straightforward hardcore band probably. 100% can go out with something a little more on the poppy side. Um, yeah. I think this is a band who can play small rooms like beautifully. I actually also think this is one of those bands who it's like, yeah, you might see them play in a basement and it's cool and it's perfect. Or you might see them play like a 500 cap and the sound is is banging. Like it's one of those like shit. I'd like to get the live recording from this kind of thing going on too. So I, um, yeah, I would say stuff like Fury, One Step Closer it could play with it's got enough it's melodic enough that it could play with any of that and has a similar uh aggressive without being uh brutish sort of energy so i i, I think that that it could also find tour opportunities among those type of bands 100 um why that record slow fire pistol greetings from evergreen podcasts We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on the corner of Gray Street. All right, uh, my turn. Yo, I'm sticking to single songs. Um, and I was glad, Tom, you actually put together a playlist. Thank you. And yeah. I wasn't thinking about this song 
as much recently, but the song Inversion by Quicksand that mm. kind of was dropped out of nowhere a couple months back, but like I'm so glad you included it because I really like the song. I mean, yo, Axel Grind Podcast does not need to spend a lot of time telling you that we like Turnstile, does not need to spend a lot of time telling you that we like Quicksand. Um, I think fan of really, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just think it sounds like... Hmm, I really like the last Quicksand record. I think it's really good. I would... I can have the conversation with people where... I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh, it sounds more like a Rival Schools record. I'm like, you know, it doesn't to me. It sounds like a post-Rival Schools quicksand record. Um, so I get why people lean to that. But to me, this sounds like, hey, I found this pair of jeans that I really liked when I bought it, but I, I didn't wear it for wear them for a while, and they were at the bottom of the drawer. So when I put them on, it was kind of like, oh, let me figure out what these things are about. That was the first record the, the first record back and then this new song feels like they've been wearing those jeans for a couple weeks and they fit in good it just sounds yeah, like everything's gels you know it's heavy it's catchy yeah yeah i mean i like i think you, you're right like i think people when when um the 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 reunion record for lack of a better term came out yes since it wasn't fucking you know, phaser part two, people look, sounds like rival schools. Yeah, it really yeah. did it just because Walter wrote it. But yeah. I think it's a slightly, it's, it's interiors. Cause we were both blanking on the title interiors. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I, I can I, picture I, the cover I was totally out on it. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Like 25, you know what I mean? Like let's talk to earth. You know, like 25 years after writing a record, you're not going to write that same record. No, I hope not. You've doubled an age. Yeah. <laughs> They've doubled like from one record to another. But I think it was – if you got out of your own head that it wasn't fucking Manic Impression, yeah. it's a really fucking great post-hardcore record. And I think this this guy has me even more excited for the next thing because I think I might like this more as much, if not more, than anything on Interiors. True. Patrick? I didn't think it was a single. Oh, interesting. Okay. To- totally good uh, – like by any band standards, a great song by quicksand standards, this would be a, uh, you know, track five. Well, and um, it's interesting. Which it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. to me, well, you know, and this, cause we just said this about the Akulu record too, actually, um, that we yeah. were, I think the idea now with this quicksand has made no mention of a new record, nothing, nothing, nothing. So we, all we know is, Hey, here's a new song. So it's not like a single to promote anything. It was just like, hey, here's a new song. Why not check it out? You know? Well, I, mean, I think they've like hinted. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I mean, have to assume, but I have no info and no details on it. But uh, I think you'll be very happy at the end of the summer, beginning of the fall. Oh, okay. And it's on Epitaph. It, it, that's, that is cool. I, I'm, well, because the last record was on Epitaph. So, um, yeah. Was I'm, the last record on Epitaph? Yep. Yep. Interiors came out. I did not know. Um, and they did the Triptych uh, Continuum 12-inch on Epitaph 2. Um, I I am curious about the way singles get released now. Because I – and may, are we still old form where we think, yo, like, step the fuck out with your best foot forward to bring people in? or Or is this kind of the, like, yo, give them something good, but don't give them your best? 
Like, is that right, the new model? Buy and be stoked. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause, cause, uh, like the Kulu song they dropped first was good. None of us are saying it's not good, but we, I think all three of us are like, oh, there's, there's two, three, five songs on the record I like more than it. Right. Right. So well, I'm curious. Also, about I, sh- I should mention labels will give their suggestion, but ultimately, in the world that we're in, bands typically have the final word on what they want the single to be. Um, and bands don't know what their best songs are ever. True. Very good point. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, I think, you know, if we think about in our youth, how many times you go, you know, someone puts out a single, you're like, oh, this fucking song rules. And then you buy the record, you're like, this is the fucking best song. It's like the equivalent <laughs> of like all the good scenes are in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So maybe you don't want to fucking lead with like, the hit this might be one of five hits yeah that's a you have no idea true well yo shout out shout out quicksand we still love you get, get nothing but love and it, it's honestly like <clears throat> i say this very honestly if i thought this song sucked we just wouldn't talk about it <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah we wouldn't be smarched their name no we just, no not exist, right that good yeah I, and it's and it is it's one of those things that we we circle a lot because you I think when you first get into music, you're like, whatever, like, okay, this band put out some good records and then put out a bad record, or this band put out some good records and then there was a break and then they put out another good record. Cool, whatever. Once you get some age and time and perspective in life and you can stop and go, wait a second, this band put out great records 20 years ago and now fast forward to now and they're still, they, they came back and put out something notable. Like, this is good. That that means something. So shout out to shout out to bands who pull it off because uh, we all know that that that's the exception, not the rule. Fact, fact. All right, PK, your turn. Is it round oh, robin, yeah. baby? All right, uh, let's go with this. Uh, am I saying this right, Coyo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Four letters. I mean, who knows? I was waiting for him to be. I was waiting for him to say, "All right, how about let's go with wrist meat razor." Listen. Am I saying this right? Koyo. Uh, Koyo is uh, Long Island dudes uh, doing very capable pre-Taking Back Sunday Long Island. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, facts. Yeah, I mean, I could say it's, I don't know if it's pre-Taking Back Sunday. It might be right on the line. Taking Back Sunday. Okay. Maybe. I, I don't know because. <laughs> I hear more Taking Back Sunday in this than I hear. Oh, you do? Then I hear like silent majority. No, there's not much silent majority. Um, so, what, so I, but then what, what? Then what is it? I mean, I'm not. I'm not being like confrontational. No, no, no. no. Uh, let's see. What what was around? It's not inside. It's not uh, it, movie life. Taking back Sunday. Yeah, I mean, there's the definitely band who should not be named. There's definitely uh, movie life. There's there's definitely. I can hear movie life. There's definitely movie life. Uh, I mean. I, I love movie life, so I'm not offended by that whatsoever. No, and honestly, I have a complete – I've always defended Taking Back Sunday as – maybe even on this podcast – as having an exceptionally high level of craftsmanship for these songs that I think – nobody is looking for that. (laughs) I'm kind of impressed by, and people thought that about brand new, but I never felt that way. I, I, I thought that taking back Sunday had this like really odd, like odd level of, of kind of, uh, the songs were put together very smart so that the vocals 
were built for sing-alongs, were built for memorable moments. And I kind of always admired that. I, but I don't get that exactly from no. Koyo. I, I, I guess movie life is honestly like, you know what this is? Is it, is it fair to say that this is in the, um, Oh God damn. Uh, forgive me. What's the, what's the label? Uh, give me the, la- uh, drive through. Tri- no. I was gonna say triple crown, triple, triple crown. This, yeah. this is in the triple crown. Yes. Yes. Lane. Yeah. Yes. Movie life's a great starting point. Triple crown in general is a great starting point. This is Poppy Long Island, and really well done. The way people are gravitating towards it, yo, we all know what happens with bands like this from Long Island. And I'm not saying like, yo, this is going to be the next fucking. I'm not playing. Taking like back Sunday. No, I'm not saying yeah. that per se, but I am saying like bands like Crime and Stereo built really nice uh, stories on doing poppy fun aggressive music from long island and just doing it well and i, I could see yeah, totally see yeah i could totally see koyo doing that as well yeah you know I, yeah i'm excited for the rest of this um out on triple b mm-hmm. they had a it, the previous uh ep was on ldb that's right um yeah i'm psyched on this i think it's it's really well done and i'm curious to see um see what's next now that touring is happening they've only played two shows i think i don't even mm. know if it's that <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I think that's what Joey said. Um, they did, and it's it, so. This is this is the fair. This is the perfect description. Yes. Well, now that we're talking about shows and stuff, mm-hmm. this is the perfect description of them. So they're doing two record release shows on Long Island in, I believe, in August. Yes. But um, fuck, I wish I had them in front of me. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they're playing um, Amityville Music Hall. Yes. And Shakers Pub. Right. Yep. Two nights in a row. One night is like the more like straightforward hardcore night. Yes. Like I think Life's, Qu- Life's Questions playing. Mm-hmm. I think Regulate. Fuck. Yep. Regulate. I can't think who else. Yeah. Fuck. It's a good And then lineup. the other night is the more like poppy lineup. Mm-hmm. And I think that explains exactly what they are. Oh, like they have like two different sure. lineups that both fit with them. Is pretty much the best explanation I could give of what this band sounds like. Yeah. No, I think that's. I think that's. Uh, it's. It triangulates it perfectly. Fam, for a second, let me f- see if I could just pull up that flyer. Now that I'm, we were like struggling through, like that guy too. Yeah. Hold on. Um, PK, you love on. Long Island stuff, don't you? Where Where's Midtown from? New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, I got you. Uh, did you know? Um, have you ever been to Elm Avenue Park? I don't think I have. Mm. Have you ever been to the Del Mar Post Office? Oh, Elm Avenue Park. Hold on. Is it is it on the Four Corners? Where is it? It's, it's near the Four Corners. Uh, it's got the um, it's got three outdoor swimming pools, splash zone for toddlers, playground, basketball, and tennis courts. Uh, oh, winter wait, activities wait, wait. include ice That's skating. The town park. Yeah, that, we don't call that Elm Avenue Park. That's the town park. Okay, good. Have you? Uh, All right, I got the lineup. <laughs> So, real quick, yeah. I drove by it the other day. Yeah, uh, and I thought about how often I ate. Uh, what's the? They're not. They're not sweet tarts. What was the sister candy to sweet tarts? Oh shit! Um, Smarties. I don't know. Smarties are like there are two types not, of Smarties. Ropes. Um, 
No, they're these little discs. You could wing them at yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Neko wafers? No. No, no, no. That's a good guess, but... Um, uh, what are those little wing discs? Um, not, not... They oh, look no. like discs. Yeah, no. They, they were like flat. They came in kind of a... Like a foggy wax No, paper, those are no? Neko wafers. Those You're are thinking, you are thinking of Neko wafers. What am I thinking, thinking of? of I'm thinking of a different product that was... Uh, Disc candy. Let's see. All right. Not Neko candy. Why? No, no. <laughs> Not Jarrett's. Tom, vamp for us while we figure this out with the, the show. All right. So when you so now I'm going to go back to the show. Um, so August 20th is the Amityville Music Hall show. It's uh, Koyo's record release show. It's Rule Them All, Shackled, Standstill, yep. which is coming out on, on NMZ, their first show. And a band called Yes Duke, which I like it. And then August 22nd at Shaker's Pub, it's Living Weapon, which is um, John from Vane's new band. Mm. Um, I think he's singing. Okay. Um, Victory Garden. Yep. Which are all the Smiths yep. from Long Island that were in Backtrack and and Hangman and 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 Rule Them All, Soul Blind, Life's Question, Regulate, and Koyo. Damn, Patrick. Yeah. yeah. Are you thinking of Sprees? Oh, let me see. I'm pretty sure that's it. Spree is what it is. They're discs. Yo, those are cool shows. Spree Candy, also pretty cool. Really bad. Like like good, but in that way that you can tell whatever you're eating is so bad. Okay, so Spree, I remember being a child and just at the town pool, just eating Spree at, from the uh, disgusting fucking... Let, let's give a shout out. I, I, it's, some of our listeners are suburban, some of them aren't. Yeah. If you never went to a suburban uh, baseball field... With the, with like, the fucking like, concession like, stand? Ooh. Yeah, like Little League field or town park slash town pool... And gone to the concession stand and eaten the fucking disgusting ass fucking food and eating just the candy at the same time. So you're eating a hot dog and candy. Yo. You're just a piece of shit. That that's a that's the, just shout out to that. The colony baseball field, like in Latham, where they had the little concession stand. There's probably a time between age seven and nine where if you ask me like what's your favorite restaurant, I would have said that. I'm like, oh Yo. the concession stand. It was so cool. Check it out. So I haven't had Spree in fucking 150 years because I don't think they're vegan. Uh, but they still make them. Oh, yeah. Willy Wonka Company, buddy. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what's in them. It see. can't be vegan. This shit's really gross. I think it's got like uh, the, the wax made out of uh, out of bugs. Sure. Do you like bugs? Pat, I think you might want to check in on Eric. He's posting um, Instagram stories of... He's watching an important piece of cinema, Dan Aykroyd, unplugged on UFOs. Yeah, so he is getting back to L.A. before I am, and he's falling apart already. We're worried about you, Eric. All love. Um, egg albumin is what's keeping you away from spree. Fuck off, spree. No, they, could, they could literally just take that out, and it wouldn't make a difference. Um, All right, let's get back, back to music. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Patrick, you said Koyo. Tom, it's up to you. I just this. <laughs> um, all right, so we got a few more here. We're gonna do one more, another single song thing, and then yeah, we yeah. the last three things are 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 EPs or albums. Yeah, you lead us through. I'm going out to California, I'm going to Dare, different oh. method. Oh yeah, yo, uh, my my, I don't know how many words take this is. Uh, 2021's down to nothing. This is a down to nothing song. 
and it's fucking great. High energy, straight edge, straight edge uh, anthem. Love it. Lots of sing along. It's it's if you love down to nothing the most, if you love down to nothing, splitting headache, uh, you need to hear this dare song. You will love it. It's fucking awesome that I can't wait for the rest of the record. And that's a good uh, yeah, because they're they're a straight edge band on Revelation. Just like down to nothing. It's good hardcore. It's so good. It's so this is heads and ta- heads and uh, above heads and shoulders. I was going to say heads and tails, heads and shoulders above their previous stuff. Oh yeah. Oh no, no. They, they, they for sure leveled up. This sounds good. Uh, it is, uh, to call it meat and potatoes. Hardcore is not an insult. I think that's what it is, it is uh, striving for. And it is in that exact pocket where it is n- not goonish at all, but also rather aggressive and, uh, just perfect, basically perfect stage dive music. It's perfect stage dive music. It's, it, it's really fun. Perfect stage dive music. Tom, you're driving the train. Choo choo. What's up next? Oh, we're still going. All we're right. Still going. Okay. I'm still going. I'm still going. You're still going. Uh, you're leading. You're the leader. That's it. You're the leader. Follow the leader. Like Pat's twizzy. Taste. I just want to say anytime shout out to dare, uh, firstly, good stage divers themselves, but also anytime that you say that you incorporate motherfuckers into your song lyrics, I just like you. You know what I mean? I just like, I got a good feeling about you. Yeah. You know what? And it's a, it's a straight edge anthem. That's not corny. I love fucking straight edge and I love revelation. Yeah. It makes it, it, it makes have been very want, important to me over the course of my hardcore life. Sure. So it makes me want to jump over a number of kids. Then then turn back around while on top of them to sing the line, same motherfuckers who called it a trend. Uh, fucking great. Yeah, yeah, I like good. that vibe. like that energy. All right, we're going to go. Uh, we're going to the UK. Oh. Chubby and the gang. Ooh, that new Let's Chubby. Do it. It's fucking fun. Makes me want to put on like a fucking football jersey and bounce drink around. Drink fake beer with my friends. <laughs> Yo, uh, I, I'm feeling this record so far. I like the first LP. I think I like the production on this one. I, I like the tracks more, and I think the vocals have kind of evolved in a way that I really appreciate, and I didn't yeah. expect. I, I expected it to have gone a little more pubby or, like, you know, uh, playful, and it's it's just it's not. It's got a little more depth to the vocal character, and I, I, was, I, I fuck with it hard. Uh, psyched for the record with the chubby and the gang and the chisel right in the vein. Yeah. This is what I need. Fuck yeah! I'd like fun is fun. Like to hear that, Patrick. Uh, too fun for me. Mm, still, yeah, too fun. Like this is the sort of shit where if somebody else puts it on, I have no objections. You understand? Like it's the same thing with sheer mag. You know, like I've got mm-hmm. no objections. You put it on, that's a much better choice than you could have made, and I'm. I'm cool with it, but on its own merits, it's just like a little too fucking fun for me. I, I think we need to, f- we need to set the scene for you. Let's say Tom, help me set the scene for Patrick. Pick any city that you think Patrick likes in the United States. This is like Mad Lib set a scene. Jesus. That's tough. Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's in Birmingham. 
Patrick, uh, you are... Although a band like this in Birmingham might draw some people that you might not find very nice. Well, they're not going to be playing live. They're not going to be playing live okay. in this situation. Right. Live show means Patrick was going to a show in Birmingham. There's a whole thing with that. If you're going to say, if I'm out someplace and somebody puts this on the jukebox, I'm into it. You're with right. friends. Uh, you're cool. eating. You're, you're at the, uh, the, the pita spot, and uh, this comes on. And just good energy. You're sitting around. Yeah. This seems like I think you could be into it at that point. We need to recreate that for you. You know what? You're not wrong. It, it, it's uh, I guess I'm just in a very much uh, dare mindset of jumping over kids, and this is more like kind of like that that boozy sing along. Yeah, yeah. So and, so especially yo, you shouldn't listen. If you're of the edge variety, listen to the Chubby and the Gang record before Dare, because you might have a different feeling. There you go. Two fun records, though. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I think we don't like funny. I like fun. I just don't like funny. We're going we're gonna to do a funny band, and I'm going to defend them. So, yeah, all right. So let's, do, let's go over there right the fuck now. Okay. <laughs> C4. Yes. The record is called? Chaos Streaks. Chaos Streaks, which I hopefully I'm wrong, but given some of the subject matter on this, does this mean like poop streaks in the toilet? That's the first thing I thought of. You know what? I'm like, not, is that like the joke? They're like, dude, I left some chaos streaks in there, man. I had too much fucking buffalo chicken. I'm not putting anything past this band. L- you want me to go in? Go in. Go ahead. Okay. This is um, the local band that you like or hate. That's it. This is Locking Out. This is Boston. Yeah. Um, it is got some good parts uh it's got some generic parts what pushes it over for me and what holds it back for others is that it is not fucking trying and that's a knock against it for a lot of people and i understand why i'm in that boat most of the time but there is something really charming about this band who is just singing about head, head stomping on vegans. And it, it's, it's a ludicrous, it reminds me of, of a time. It reminds me of a time that in like the early two thousands where there would be bands that would want to do the locking out thing. Right. But they would, what's that, mid-2000s, really? They, they, they would want to do that. They would be doing it locally. And they would almost be too funny or irreverent for their own good. That's what this is. And I don't like locking out music. I was going to say, would this be the first locking out band that you liked if they were on locking out? If they were on locking out, yeah. This, so this to is be clear, it's on Triple Bay, yeah. Yeah, this yeah sorry. Triple so this, but it's got a lot of locking out sound. Although I hear, I also hear just a ton of like Boston homage, you know, and I hear New York too. Yeah. Oh, so certainly. But the, everybody, they sing about chicken cutlets. I just want to point this out to like, I, I don't know how to else to put this. It, it's, it's, if you like songs about, you know, walking down the street in a, in a big Mac, this isn't that far afield. <laughs> this is maybe a little even goofier than that. But I, this won me over with the song Real Estate Barons, which is 
about slumlords and just being a bad tenant and how much slumlords fucking suck and they could suck your dick and you're going to ruin their place. I think it's, it's funny, man. I would go to this band's show and I would watch, I don't know where they're from. I would watch fucking, okay, Boston. Perfect. I would watch a bunch of fucking Boston hooligans. Maybe there's too much of a pit. So somebody stage dives and they land straight on their fucking neck uh, somebody picks him up. Oh, you're right. You're right. The band doesn't stop playing. It, it's just, this is a f- type of v- VFW hardcore that I'm just incredibly familiar with. I don't always love this one. Me over on charm. Pat, are you going to get a tattoo that says shitting once a week is what this mosh is about? Fuck. That's a <laughs> lyric, everybody. So it's a lyric. I, 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 do you guys have any other highlights? I wish I had written them down. These, I mean, I think are I, fucking ridiculous. The songs are, the, the, the tracks are cool. If you fuck with Rampage, if you fuck with the Glory 12 inch, um, yo, they're, they're channeling the Where the Wild Things Are comp. They're channeling the New Breed comp. They're channeling uh, fast New York hardcore strained through Boston just a touch. And, um, I hear like yeah. Jerry's kids sort of stuff. There's just a, but, just a touch of the Boston, just a touch. And that's kind of like what we've seen from the locking out world. And then when, when rival mob came around, they really said they, they did it more so than the earlier, um, lock bands like Regis jams, uh, Regis jams kind of did a little bit of Boston stuff, but in subtle ways, mental was really New York bounce and groove pulling from some other spots, but you know, trying to throw super touch and the raw deal demo and, you know, some rev stuff in grill biscuits, let's say in a blender. And I think they did it so well. I think this is fun. Um, I could see a whole swath of people who are into many of the things we've been talking about, not feeling this, but then this also being the band that some people are hearing this saying, this is the only new thing you played that I like. So fuck yeah, it. different flavors for different, f- different flavors. Yep. Cool. Tom, we lead us. Anything else? Yes. We got Most. one more, right? Last one? Yeah, one more. Yeah, last but definitely not least. Is that the one? Let me just go with, yeah, double check. Yeah, that's it. Now, mind you, I can, now that you've we've gotten 90 minutes in or whatever, um, this is not meant to be everyone. We've Not at all. Oh, yeah. We, we, we missed 20 things, and some of it's stuff we like, and we just, but we just basically said – Hey, we're talking about these things. Let's throw it out and talk on the air about right. it. Stuff might have come come out two weeks ago. Yeah. It not being talked about here is not a reflection on the record. Stuff that might have come out to, the day we recorded this that we didn't get to. Stuff that like there's so much stuff. So this was not meant to be an all encompassing thing. Don't be mad. Don't be a baby. Don't be mad. That's I'm, we we preamble all the damn time. Just don't be mad. We we talk about shit. We talk about whatever. Let's yeah. Go. Also, st- straight up from my perspective, there's nothing I won't. If, if something isn't getting talked about it, on my end, always it's just being overlooked. It's got no, I don't, I'll talk about your fucking man if I hate you. So I don't, I, it's don't, don't ever get salty yeah. that we're like passing you over. And yo, know, by the way, nobody over. ever gets salty at us. We love you all. You all are the yeah. best. So you know, we just play. I, I don't answer the email, so I didn't know what we were dealing with. No, 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 no. I just wanted to make sure because there's definitely stuff that came out. Like, or we didn't talk about the fucking Dead Heat record, but Dead Heat record came out a month ago. No, no, yeah, yeah. And that's not a reflection on the Dead Heat record. No, we're all yeah. fans. Yeah. You're, you're right. 
And it's, but this is this was literally the last like couple of days. Yeah. yeah, yeah other yeah. than the the the, the turnstile song yeah. and the quicksand song, right. everything else literally came out in the last fucking ninety six hours or something fucking crazy. Um, last but not least, our boy, friend of the pod, friend of all of us, Justice and Angel Dust. Oh mm. yeah, what's this record called? Remind me. I can picture the cover. House, some house. Yeah, it's uh, oh Jesus Christ! We're like ninety-seven years old. I We're like I don't. Uh, no, I, don't I just got are. a lot of shit in this brain. I'm th- you're just keeping a, th- a bigger house. You're thinking of chaos streaks that you're gonna make later on. Um, bigger house, yeah. Bigger house. So it's an EP. There's some remixes on it. Yeah. I feel like they've changed so much over the course of the five years or so that Angel Dust has been a band. Yeah. This is not. You could play this for your friend who has no fucking idea who tra- who Trapped Under Ice is, and they'd like this. Yo, good point. Wow. <laughs> Quite honestly, like we all, you know, like I actually really like this. I think his songwriting has gotten so much like, has improved over the course of him being like the singer songwriter in this band. Um, oh, I think man. it's a fucking fun summer goddamn record. Yeah, I, first song called "Love Is the Greatest." Are you kidding me? This is fucking yeah, fun. This is yeah, that's true. Go hang out at the fucking beach with your friends. Yo, I um, we were talking about this band, well, and more so than talking about Angel Dust. We were talking about this these songs, and it brought up a reference that I didn't expect. It reminding me of, but like in the most unexpected turn to say somebody in 2013 time machine. This record reminds me of Spoon, the band, not not the utensil, um, and kind of a lot of that, a lot of rock music, um, and I think that's clearly what, like it's. This is a rock record that is aware of punk music, aware of aggressive music, aware of a lot of other stuff, but like he's going for something totally different here. This is this is kind of chilling music. It's it's fun. This is. You can sit at a picnic and your uncle can be around. You can play this and nobody's going to be mad. Um, it's pretty pleasant. I don't... Yo, and I want to give Angel Dust credit and Justice credit for this. I had no idea what to expect from this, right? Like, no clue. And that's a good thing. Um, and, and so... No, I mean, they started as like a, like almost like a skate punk kind of band. Yeah, yo, and... and that early stuff was like H2O with Jason. Right, or or like... And, and now it, it had, sounds like fucking Violent Femmes. Right, and it had like uh, a lot of like LA punk energy and like, yo, let's write minute-long songs. Credit to them for not trying to like write five-minute songs even when they're doing this more rock format stuff. Um I think one of the things I can say is he still achieved something that I think is super impressive where you're able to write efficient songs that hit the melody and kind of close it without taking two hours to get through. So shout out. Uh, uh, yeah, I really dig it. Give it a shot. Yeah. It, and uh, as Bob said, this has like a early 2000s indie sort of energy. Yeah. So uh, I think I might have used the Spoon song as an intro one time, but uh, if you if you're not familiar with Spoon and and this is a Spoon is not like a necessarily one to one but there's no some like da- Patrick and I might be the only people here. who like Spoon who are listening to this podcast so I don't know I have yeah. no idea well I was just gonna say Spoon from 1998 to maybe 2008 yeah. great run of really fucking good records um, 
maybe I'll play the underdog for the song uh, that we open with. But it, it's a uh, yeah. That record, rate, that song, and that record is wild ass. Really hey, great. Pat, yes. You want to? You want to? You want to laugh? A good tie-in, please. So, a member of Spoon was. Here's a trivia question. Ooh. Member of uh, bass player in Spoon at one point was also the bass player in another band, which we've talked about recently on this podcast, and you've butchered his song. Wow. Oh, shit. Many times over the last three years. Oh, that's got to be the kid from Get Up Kids. Yep. Yo, let me. Fuck, really? Yo, you want me to throw down a gauntlet? Spoon. I love a gauntlet. Spoon, greater than symbol, Get Up Kids. Oh, no doubt. Oh, you guys are cracked. You're no way. Listen, uh, girls can tell. Kill the Moonlight, Gimme Fiction. These are all fucking great records. Yeah. yeah. Four Minute Mile. Something right home about. Wow. And also, so uh, Angel Dust is going out with Mannequin Pussy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which we talked about. And in my own ignorance, I didn't really know enough about the band. I still don't. Or like, listen, Pat, give it a listen. Yeah. Buddy David from, from, from Chicago. TBA. My buddy. My buddy Dan from Daniel from Vancouver was like, "You really need to check it out." They go in an almost torch direction oh, on oh, some shit. of these records. Interesting, dude. It, it is really, really, really fucking good. So I take back my ignorance about Mannequin Pussy. Give it a shot. The records are actually quite good. Let me give me like, hold on one second. Let me just look up the one record that I that both dudes. Um, well, while Tom idea. is doing that, Patrick, have you ever been to the Del Mar post office? Yeah, many times. Did you know it is the only one of the 13 colonial revival style New York post offices designed by Louis Simon? And it's the only one that lacks a cupola. Uh, no, I was not aware of that. Yeah. Uh, it is, however, uh, an interesting little building. It was built in I... the late 1930s. Depression I, era. The I, record is called Patience. Okay. I'm telling you, give it a shot. Report back to us if you liked it or if you hated it. I'll give it a shot. Pat, I will be asking you and I will follow up. Okay. I'm telling you, you're going to dig it. I might, not have, I might not have room in my schedule. I'm listening to that song about uh, e- eating, uh, uh, what the fuck is the line? Eating. Eating uh, buffalo chicken. Buffalo chicken. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fucking line? Buffalo, hey, buffalo chicken. chicken I can't do without. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody, that, that's that's that C four song where he's talking about each. You know, it's fuck your fucking health food vegan shit. He just wants to, I guess, lift weights uh, and eat buffalo chicken. Uh, and <laughs> yo, funny. that's it. Yo, enjoy new music. Cut it. Uh, eat buffalo chicken or don't. It's good. <laughs>